0: Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. Today, like every day, pretty much, we've got me and Pat Regan interviewing a guest. It's And I wanted to know before this podcast, because, you know, just for posterity's sake, we're recording on March 25th, 2021. So today, in addition to Pat and I, we've got the very special guest named Tommy Trebuchet. Which that is actually his his true last name is is that is that correct, Tommy?
1: Not exactly. The last name is Faubu, which is French, and you know maybe there's okay. a little bit of carryover there, but alas, okay, I, I wish so, but I, that is not my lineage. Uh, all right, but but today you're you're
0: gonna be talking about about pumpkin chunking, pumpkin chunking, whatever you want to call it, with with medieval style weapons, which would be trebuchets, et, et cetera. I mean, I, I assume there's other other forms of this, but that's kind of the, the idea, I guess.
1: Absolutely. There's a few different ways of tossing pumpkins. Um, trebuchets are one of them. Uh, and I go by, there's a many different people that look at trebuchets and catapults as completely different machines. I go by the Wikipedia route, which is that uh, trebuchet is a type of catapult and onager is a type of catapult in that they are different types of ballistic tossing devices.
2: Well, Tommy, what makes a catapult, a trebuchet, different than a catapult?
1: Gravity powered. Um, so there's a number of different ways you can use force. Um, back in the medieval days, they didn't have all these fancy, dancey um, steam powered. So they had to use the raw gravitational power of the Earth. And that's kind of what was fascinating about that is they had to you can use human powers to bring all this um, counterweight up and then use that to use just the raw gravitational power of the Earth to then fling their ballistic. Okay, I, I guess
0: I guess your I guess your whole uh, I don't want to say shtick, but your I guess your your big hobby is actually throwing pumpkins with this in contests. Like, I guess against other enthusiasts. Is that kind of the the story?
1: It started off uh, many years ago, probably about six or seven years ago, where a friend said, "Hey, I want to build a trebuchet," and we're like that sounds like a crazy idea i'm in i'm in i mean let's do this and uh we had a gathering we uh, one of our friends is really good with engineering and cad and so he designed the whole thing so we only just had to go and cut 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 exactly and build and we went out to a big field in his backyard and tossed pumpkins and i um, thought that this was fantastic and i said you know what i want more I'm going to do this again. I've got some other friends and you know what? We use this and you've got your friends and I will, will, you build one as well and I'll get my friends. We'll build one and we'll put it together. And it kind of took off from there.
0: So, so, so wait a second. I know this is kind of, it seems like maybe, um, maybe a couple of years ago, even kind of a phenomenon, but you actually came up with this, this idea on your own. I mean, were you the originator of, of, I guess, pumpkin chunking? Is that, is that the right term?
1: If I remember correctly, Pumpkin Chunkin came around, oh gosh, I think it was like 2011, 2009. But it, it came, it was. It predates us, but we did kind of come up with this on our own because maybe through uh, other things, because we're hearing about trebuchets that were becoming more popular, but it hadn't hit the Pumpkin Chunkin that we know it that happens in Delaware. I don't think it hit critical mass at the time that we were starting, but it was just little bits here and there. Hey, okay. that's a trebuchet. I built this, and people building bigger and bigger ones. Okay,
0: and, and when you when you say that, I mean a trebuchet. I mean, people think of a catapult. I guess, I guess a catapult. What you you pull that back, and then it's like a, a spring powered sort of like a beam of beams of wood. But you're not you're not doing that. I mean, you're specifically trebuchets when you're and your techniques.
1: So again, I kind of look at catapults as being the the super group of all of these things, and then trebuchets being one type, which is the gravity-powered ones. Then there are spring-based ones. There are steam-based ones, not very effective or efficient. uh, Human-based, human-powered ones, uh, rotation-based ones, torsion, and um, a, a number of different ones that you see in, if you've seen the Pumpkin Chunkin videos that's been on the Discovery Channel. They have the different categories, but we focus strictly on trebuchets just because uh, we didn't have the big backyards that everyone else did or the big engineering degrees. It was just a whole bunch of guys and girls just kind of messing around and seeing what we could do and not shoot our arms off. <laughs> the sure, the sure.
2: spring-loaded ones are probably the ones most of us are familiar with, I imagine. Uh, depending on the, what you've seen, one, yep, the... Like from cartoons? Is. From cartoons, absolutely.
1: <laughs> There's, uh, th- what I've seen was the, like the Lord of the Rings, where they use the the catapults to start tossing everything over, and that's what you might see in a lot of the medieval movies. The Joan of Arc, I think, had one as well.
0: Right. So I, I guess, a, but, but what you're saying is a catapult is the general class of something that throws something into the air and... I guess historically would would hit a... Uh, On
2: a big arm.
0: Historically and would ballistic, hit, yeah. hit a uh, castle or other people that mean you harm or, or you know, maybe just what, whatever, I guess civilians, what, whatever they did. I know they were... Little nasty back then. Those people are there,
1: and you want their land. And a catapult (laughs) seems like a really good idea to get them to give in. Right, right, exactly.
0: But that—that's what you're saying. That's—that's basically the the general term. Even though most of us would think it's like a something that you crank back over and over with you know a bunch of people and cut the cord or whatever, and then it flies up and you know does its damage. There's a
1: there's a few different mindsets to that, and I go by the Wikipedia mindset or idea and it is again that catapult is the the grouping and then trebuchet is is a type and then sometimes catapult gets think thought of as the uh the sling that gets again you put the big rock in there and it just uses a spring to bring it forward
2: yeah i already know the answer the answer to this but where do you guys compete with this sort of stuff like if you and your friends you wanted to compete, what did you do about that?
1: We started doing this in another friend's backyard because he had a big farm, and he thought that this would be fun, so he said, hey, come on over, we'll have a big bonfire, just hang out and have a, a, a good good night together and we'll make fun of it. And then it grew, and then it grew and grew, and we're like, oh, we, we can't do this in his backyard anymore because he's concerned about legal stuff, right, as he should be. So, yeah, let's go to a city. And so then we started doing this in the city of Plano, Texas. They have a big field where they do the Plano Balloon Festival. And it's this big, nice, long field, perfect for being on one end of the field and then tossing ballistics to the other end. And Pat, again, your, your place is not too where you live right now. It's not too far from uh, where we were shooting towards. And if we had one of those really, really big ones, we might have been able to hit your house.
2: I'm confident that worse. you said have. I'm absolutely <laughs> confident. Distance is a, is one thing.
1: Accuracy and you um, really have to precision? think about. Um, that- precision, thank you. And that was one thing that I learned about that's, uh, thank you very much for mentioning because accuracy and precision are two completely different things that you need to hone in on when building this.
0: Right, right. And I guess just to, I guess just to put it out there, you know, so accuracy is saying, okay, we're not necessarily going to, it's basically saying your grouping of shots is within, is on the general target, whereas precision means you can repeat something over and over and over, even if it's offset from the target somewhere. You know, ideally you've got both, but that may not be the case.
1: Accuracy is that you hit your desired location, precision is you've hit the same location. And um, you're absolutely right. We want to have both, but <laughs> even each of these is its own uh, thing, because some trebuchets were very precise some of them were very accurate and um okay well let's let's talk numbers
0: then i I think that's fascinating okay so like first of all how many people your biggest competition what's what's the competition called first of all
1: oh great um so back when we used to do this it was Slingfest. Slingfest. Okay. yes and we haven't done this in a few years just because oh my gosh it's a lot of work it was a Lot of work, and I think it took off a, about a month or two of my life expectancy every year that I would do it just because I was so nervous. Because I was, uh, I felt like for the hair club for men, it was just I wasn't just a, a competitor, I was also the manager of mm. it and, and uh, trying to organize so much of it.
0: Okay, so, so then how many people did you get to participate in that's biggest, biggest one?
1: Oh, I think the the biggest one was. Was the last one we had over a thousand attendees, but then the competitors were probably in the maybe under yeah, maybe like fifty because we had I think seven or eight different trebuchets competing, and five people on each team, uh, give or take you know, a few people jumping in and
0: out. Wow, that that's spectacular. I mean, it, I mean, just you know, seven seven teams. That's pretty neat. But then you know, a thousand people or are- not quite a thousand, but you know, let's just say nine hundred, hundreds of people watching. So it was quite the, quite the spectator event, I, I
1: guess. Yeah. We actually did have over a thousand people in in attendance. The, it, not counting the other people because, uh, or not counting the uh, the participants, the, the spectators, and we were absolutely delighted because this was uh, far far met our expectations. But then it also got so big that we had to start bringing in the police because you know. <laughs> Well, they they want to know about these things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, how, um, I guess everybody was probably, did you like charge admission or was it just kind of free? People just came and and like watched or?
1: Uh, We did charge admission because we were trying to cover the cost of insurance, which is a huge thing. Um, Funny enough about the insurance. Wow. That was its own ordeal each and every year is trying to find a place that would cover us because I talked to, as many insurance companies as I could, and kept getting rejection after rejection. I ended up getting in touch with one of the companies that hired or that was the insurance company for one of the Pumpkin Chunkins, and uh, they turned us down because of you know everything that happened with uh, the Pumpkin Chunkin. Because don't know if you know their history, they were going well, they had an incident, and then they uh, were out for a year, came back, or did another year or two, and then had another incident. And so oh, it, it's a very, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some unfortunate things that happened and it wasn't of any one person's fault, just, Hey, look, there was a fault and then someone got injured. Um, and so that liability is a huge deal. Uh, so, f- and funny enough, one of the, when talking to the insurance company, I was like, well, can you tell me what happened? Like, well, as they understand it, someone, it wasn't even trebuchet related. What happened was they were on the golf cart and someone to go to where the distance to where the pumpkin landed and someone fell off the bro- golf cart and broke their neck. Ooh. So not even anything having to do with the trebuchet itself, but all the other auxiliary stuff is what you also have to consider in the, uh, the logistics and yeah, that's, safety of this. That is
0: um. I don't know. That's a, sh- that's a real shame. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, we never had any incidents. Um, I think the worst we ever had was a rope burn, but we did have a number of really close calls. In fact, I think, Pat, it might have been you or um, one of your friends that had a drone footage. And we had, uh, the last year, a, there was a catastrophic failure yes. of one of the trebuchets. You remember this?
2: I remember and this, yeah.
1: the uh, the... Uh, you can see it from the drone footage from up above and behind, and we have what's called the cone of danger. The cone of danger is just kind of like this 45 degree angle in front and 45 degree angle behind, hmm. and we say no one in the cone of danger. Well, sometimes people are like, no, I want to get this shot of this of our trebuchet, and so like, and you know, managing so much that it they were in the cone of danger. Well their trebuchet had a catastrophic failure and that the arm shattered. and you can see the arm going backwards. and it, from the drone footage, uh, it, it's just scary in that one piece of the arm went like about a foot or three to one side of his ankle and then it shattered again and another piece of the arm went to about another foot or three on the left side of his ankle on his left ankle. So it truly like it just went right in between him. Uh where well, he was right in the middle of where all this happened.
2: And that so, arm yeah. is a big piece of lumber. It's not like just a oh,
1: yes. stick. It, it's, it's not a, a human arm. <laughs> so no, I've actually gotten in trouble with that uh with that <laughs> distinction. Yes. As Ooh. I said, yeah, an arm flew off is what I say on the news at one point yeah. when they're interviewing me. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> it's like I <laughs> really came back and said, Tommy, you're not supposed to say that. I'm like what's Oh,
2: that's why. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, he didn't, be, somebody didn't, their arm didn't fly off and they became the Winter Soldier or something. Oh.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm i Bucky did. from now on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, but like this arm of the trailer, it's more like a four by four piece of like a oh. 12 foot long, huge piece yeah. of timber that got snapped. Exactly. So yeah, this was an,
1: a, a two by six and it was like eight feet long and it had different sprockets come out of it because it was a very different yeah. design the design you're probably used to seeing is what's called the hinged counterweight. Uh, and I, where you have the arm, you have this counterweight that kind of hangs here. And as it goes down, it'll hinge. And, uh, this one's actually uses kind of a, uh, Fibonacci spiral as it comes out. And it's really oh, nice. those it's are fascinating. By, that that, one, I, that
0: oh, does sound, I, I don't beautiful even, design. I don't even, I don't even quite know what you're talking about, but that does sound fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Listen, I, I got a little. I know we were talking about something a little bit different, but just just to just to come back to it, what, who did eventually insure you for this? Did did you finally get that worked out or, or not?
1: Ooh, I I did.
2: I did they get that worked out? We could not. Not have Jones gone and Foot Massage and Insurance Company, right? It was something <laughs> Dot com. Legitimate. No, no, not not at
1: all. They that would have been great if we could have. Um, but we needed a legitimate company, and I forget the name of the company. Uh, well, I have it, to
0: go back
2: through the it, records, it but there were
1: two it, different ones.
0: It doesn't really matter. I just want to make sure, you know. I just figured legit. the audience probably wanted to know if that actually gotten taken. That did, did get resolved, yes. I guess.
1: Okay. Yes. And all the logistics were there head up, uh, beforehand. We had the insurance. We had food vendors. We even had the Mach 5. Uh, the, or the Mach, sorry, the Mach 1 from Speedrun. The speed Mach Race. 5
2: from speed Yeah, Racer. Mach five. yeah I have you. some fantastic pictures of that. <laughs> Well, wow, canyon oh, arrow—I was... don't even understand the canyon, the arrow. canyon arrow. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I know what it is on it's the Simpsons, Simpsons but I didn't right. understand that canyon arrow. It was huge.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like quite the. And um, I guess guys, going back to safety, though, I mean, how many did you hit any of the balloons that were there, or, or not, or was it were they all safe?
1: So this was at the same field <laughs> as the the Plano Balloon Festival, but they weren't in the line of fire uh that could have been very not interesting, at the same time okay
0: okay so the balloons all had to stay out in the 45 degree they had to stay in the uh <laughs> they, were they had out to of the stay cone at, of danger, yes. in the in the cone of silence in the cone of safety oh,
1: or yeah. the co- so that's a good <laughs> point is because our cone of danger is usually very like it was parallel to the earth we didn't think about vertical uh, but there yeah. were a few drones that we put in the mm. space that were like that'd be fun if we hit that
0: yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could call it for like marketing too. You could call it the 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 cone of the cones of safety. You know, to to not make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think it's interesting too that you got to watch the the backside as well as the front. You know, I mean, you know, Ooh, if if you ever yes. use a you know firearms or whatever, you know, it's it's a huge rule. You know, of staying back of the person, obviously. But then it's you don't think about, and it's just not a danger like that. It's just a so- totally. You know, I I feel like a lot of my, I don't know, a lot of my safety consciousness comes from kind of that paradigm of, you know, be behind whatever you're going to, whatever you're Mm -hmm. throwing or shooting or whatever. It just seems like anything in front can be dangerous, but not, you don't think about the the back really like that. (laughs) Jeremy, I participated
2: on a trebuchet team one year at Slingfest. We were totally unprepared. I don't wanna say we were totally unprepared, but we were rather unprepared. We had no practice ahead of time. We used a trebuchet that somebody built a few years ago and we got it up back up and running. Most of our shots went twenty feet behind us. You have to get the timing Mm. of the release right. Mm. And all the other teams had that figured out, you know, weeks before they came they hauled their trebuchets out. But not us. We were learning how to do that right there at Slingfest. And but well, Tommy, right. one of the categories we could win a prize for accuracy yes. for hitting the same closest to the same spot the most times. I wanted to set our spot behind us. We would have won that no problem. <laughs> but everybody or, else wanted to try to fire forward.
0: So, or you you know you could just make your your trebuchet fire a few feet in front of you. So well well we're within within two feet at all times. It it's may be yep. two feet in front of us, <laughs> but,
1: but well, how, how, so that's a great point. Cause, well, oh yeah, if I may. Um, one sure. thing that distinguished us from the the greater pumpkin chunk in, in Delaware is that theirs was all about distance. Distance, distance. That was the only thing. You got one shot per day, um, three days, go for distance each time. We had three different categories. We had accuracy was one category where pat was talking about hey put it behind you great <laughs> you landed 20 feet behind you each time congratulations uh we did have a, a shot for distance uh a category for distance and so basically how far can you go and then we also had the the funky fling which was oh gosh uh, if we have some time i might want to tell that story with uh, the
2: squid you could tell us about ah. the squid now yeah, oh, yeah that's true this, sure the, uh, fit. awesome all
1: right so then i'll tell you about that uh the funky thing was this, our idea of taking our own spin onto it because people were tossing pumpkins and, but we wanted something that, that would really wow the crowd because we thought that would be fun. It's just, Hey, watching go, go, go. That's, that's kind of fun, but you, we wanted something because again, just to amuse ourselves as well. Um, one of the team members had, they, <laughs> they kept getting ceramic chickens as a practical gif, as a practical gift. Um, so he just had 20 ceramic chickens, and he used one of them each time. He'd fill it up with flour, toss the ceramic chicken, flour would explode everywhere, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, another one, they did a red wagon, a red red rider wagon that they tossed, and it would go backwards, but it was still kind of fun. And then, uh, oh gosh, this is so dis- vile. The trebuchet was called the Kraken, and it was very nautically based. So what they decided to do is take a pumpkin, take an octopus, attach said octopus to the pumpkin, and then toss the two together.
2: Now, mind you, this it is in Texas. It smells so bad. Oh, it was it an, was ac- an oh, actual.
1: My. It's an actual, co- actual. octopus.
2: <laughs> yes, not a, and it was frozen original. I mean, it was not.
1: It was originally frozen, but this is Texas
2: um, around
1: October then. time, and it can get sometimes hot and so this thing was baking in the Texas sun in October for a few hours because the funky flames are there for people to see and then we'll toss them in uh, but by the time it came time for them to show it they took out the, the pumpkin and the octopus and were showcasing it around and like wa- the wafts of this oh gosh it, it was horrible and it was like people were <laughs> It was it was vile the thing is if you think about a pumpkin, and if you think about an octopus, the two of them don't really have much traction together. So what do you do to uh, make sure that the two of them come out together? And he had the brilliant idea of taking the octopus, and for each tentacle, he drilled into the tentacle into the pumpkin. Oh, that's <laughs> I remember the drywall screws. <laughs> Jeremy, I can see your face right now. To...
2: What's that? I remember the drywall screws that Richard used to... it was fantastic
1: so he he drilled him into there and so now this is one fused piece of uh, organic material and then shot it as he shoots it um, what we didn't consider was the um, we'll say the the ability for the octopus to stay together once it had... Structural integrity. Slung, this, thank you. The structural integrity of an octopus arm is not very strong. I promise you, it is way less than the pumpkin or the, uh, or the drywall screw that was used to affix it. So as this is shot, the main part of the octopus flies off. Each of the tentacles also then fly off, creating this vile, horrendous smell of octopus shrapnel attacking all of the spectators that are in the uh, cone of danger and even some outside of it mm. and it was disgusting but it was so hilarious
0: that's disgusting and, and how, <laughs> was, so, how, how, so how far horrible. how far did the um the pumpkin uh pumpkin octopus hybrid go or did you I, even I think
1: the pumpkin went maybe like 20-50 feet the octopus went about 10 And then all the shrapnel just, like, went all over the place, and, like, you know, it it got a few people, and it was...
0: Well, well, you know, I I guess I feel like, um, even though funky fling meant to be a joke, whatever, you know, uh, back in medieval times, wouldn't they catapult, uh, you know, carcasses and such over the walls? So it's very, very much a practical... (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah, a, a,
1: it's a throwback. We, we'll it's call a, it a throwback it's a to
0: throwback to uh, early early germ warfare. So
1: yes, um, and so yeah, back in those days, they would actually take diseased carcasses and toss that over because uh, disease was uh, you know, it was a big biological warfare back then, just as much as it was psychological. Uh, and tearing down the walls was one thing, but having uh, spreading the pestilence was a huge thing to bring uh, to
0: bring in oh can, can you imagine though if you were somebody you know like like some villager that lived in say just central central whatever central europe somewhere you know you've never seen an octopus before you don't know what this is and this guy just flings an, a nasty stinking octopus over your castle wall you know i might i might surrender at that point you know it's looks like, an I'm not a sure alien. A like one of, of those
2: Cthulhu's. wacky wall walkers do you remember those
0: yeah 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 you could even if you you hit it on the opposite inside wall it's just like (laughs) walking down and and everybody's screaming and running out and you know maybe they even think you're some sort of deity at that point and that'd be great and you could just uh get their golden food or whatever whatever your your goal is in this conquest
1: I've always been curious, like how myth mythology has started. And I think that would be could be how Cthulhu started. It's just like this octopus coming out from the sky, attacking random villagers, and like, oh, it's the great god in the sky with its tentacly appendages. And oh I should, yeah, uh, oh man, and I if should you could get, like it so that it doesn't attack me.
0: If you could kill like a giant squid too, I mean that that's over then. I mean, yes. throw one of those over the oh, wall. Oh my
1: gosh, <laughs> cephalopods everywhere it's coming Ew. up.
0: That's that's some nasty <laughs> stuff. So how how far, I guess getting back to actual. So it was it a competition? You got it you said it's a competition with three categories. You had the funky fling, yes. which I assume the octopus won. Is that is that correct, or?
1: Um, they did not because oh. the funky fling is actually voted on by the rowdiness of the uh, the spectators. So the spectators are the ones that are going to be clearing and ch- clapping for who wins. And
2: well, oh, yeah.
1: all of that smell it really didn't. Um, appeal to the audience we'll say okay but as always the ceramic chicken seem to win each time because they fill it with flour it smashes big puff of smoke um people really seem to like that
0: okay well most eventful i guess
1: (laughs) it it really does It, it pandered to the crowd that was okay um and again that's what we wanted something that the crowd could get really excited over
0: Okay, and then what? A uh, distance? What kind of distance was the winner on that?
1: Oh, so for the last one, it was impressive. The uh, this is actually a, the, the longest. So we had one shot that I think went six hundred feet, and that was Ooh. just actually a baseball. But then the Dallas Makerspace came in and they built the. They called theirs Pegasus, and they really engineered the heck out of this thing. And not a, That uh, was but not they, a
2: woodworking project.
1: No, no. But the one part of that was wood was their arm. And I remember that because they did one shot. Their, their second shot had 80% of their weight. Uh, and I forget how many hundreds of pounds they were using. And they tossed a pumpkin. I think it got to 800, maybe 900 feet. And this wow. was concerning because in that long field, it's only 1,000 feet. So... And it's actually at the end of the field, at the end of the 1,000 feet. Yep. Is and it's not feet.
2: like it's a rectangle. It gets no, no, narrower. It, it, the yeah. road cuts in. It's not a. The farther mm. out you get, the less width you have over there.
1: So, well, wow, that's pretty uh, cool. They went, yeah, they went 80% of their weight and got about you know, 800, 900 feet. And then for their very last shot, they were going 100%, putting all the weight that their little engine could muster. And they shot... And their arm broke, Ooh. and I'll have to admit I was actually relieved because that could have gone to, or maybe even past the uh, the road, and past the road is a church, and that's I really didn't want that on my conscience.
2: Oh yeah, sure. Nobody steps on a church in my town. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: well is is there like a weight limit or something or was there different classes of catapults or was it all just just free for all
1: it was mostly free for all we did have i think the the amateur versus pro category near the end because we again we had so many of them and some of them were just tossing baseballs some of them were tossing actual pumpkins so we wanted to distinguish oh yeah it was weight class based off of the ballistic itself and i think we had okay four pounds and up and like four pounds and under
0: okay and that's um, well, pretty neat. And then accuracy, what was the price for accuracy? How, how close was somebody able to get with that?
1: Um, accuracy, you brought in your own target uh, and one of them had a, a nice John Wayne cut out. And I think that uh, that was Carl and his team and they were able to get pretty darn accurate. That was the, the trebuchet that was built from a CAD machine first and then assembled. Okay. And that's uh, a and Dallas Space one, I guess. Oh, A different one. That one was, oh, yeah. The Dallas Makerspace was a lot of concrete and steel. This one was also, the the one that kept winning was also wood, but they used an engine block as their counterweight. Ah, It was actually kind of fascinating. They designed the whole thing around, well, we have this engine block because one of the years we did it on a a different farm, and they had an engine block there, so let's just bring the engine block to the middle of the field, build the trebuchet around it, and then hoist it up and use that as the uh, vertical uh, drop for our counterweight. Okay. And
0: and were it was it all gravity powered or could you use like like a spud gun or I mean was it all pretty much all trebuchets or was it was it a pretty open could it be a ballista or whatever else?
1: We wanted to open that up and we were open to uh, it's just we kept it trebuchet because again it was the raw gravitational power of the Earth. And once you get into different styles of pumpkin chunking, um, the, like, all bets are off. Because the air cannons, we didn't have enough they distance. can go a lot. Yeah. We didn't have enough distance. Because the air cannons can go, um, I think they hit one, a mile once, uh, if I remember correctly. So that, like would 5, 000 feet. <laughs> yeah, that would go past my house. Yeah. We're now almost at my house. Um, wow. And... But the trebuchet is around 2,000 feet, is I think what you'll, you'll see. But the the air cannons can go by 5,000 feet. So yeah, the um, the logistics of managing all that, I really didn't want to. So I was like, all right, let's just keep it gravity powered.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Well, know, I want to tell you guys what impressed me about my first adventure to Slingfest, but maybe we should do that after the coffee break.
0: Yeah, it so- sounds good, Pat. I think we got a few few questions brewing so maybe we'll get into some more more details maybe a little bit more about you tommy tommy trebuchet if that as that's not your real last name i guess but a little disappointed but that's fine was so, your
2: was your wife's maiden name catapult no kathy catapult it, oh,
0: it's carter carter but but no no pat told me you have a wife and child and he according to my notes it's your wife's name is Brittany blista and your daughter's name is is uh samantha siege is that right no, okay. Well,
1: I want it to be. I'll actually. I'll see if we can get that changed. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, uh, I, oh my gosh. Put in. The, I'll file. I'll help you file the paperwork.
0: Anyway, that one was. I just made that one up. So I made them all up. So he did. Okay.
2: I have the wallet. As, okay. wallet okay. Oh, right so this
1: here. is not actually my my second child. And then
0: uh, no, but you know, I think um, no, it, it should be your second child though. If you have another one in the future, or third, you could you could even adopt some just to just to name them name them that. I think.
2: You can adopt them, well, give them a name, and give them back. You set them there we out go. in the wild. Can, is that a <laughs> yes, that you, is the same right? You have been blessed. <laughs> you have been
1: named. Here's your name day, and off you go, um, Caddy Catapult.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, why don't we go ahead and take our coffee break, and we'll come back with uh, a little bit more organized thoughts. Sound good? Sound All good, right. you guys?
2: All right. Sounds good to me. Welcome to the coffee break, Jeremy. Oh, well,
0: welcome. Welcome to you, Pat. Are we, are we doing this now? Or we...
2: Welcome to the coffee break, Jeremy. How's your coffee over there?
0: Today? Oh, it's, it's good. It's it's actually cold coffee today. It's a, a Kirkland brand or something. It's from Costco. So Flown
2: in uh, by Suborbital Trebuchet. Oh, I yeah. Heard.
0: I forgot okay. about that. It, it was flown in. You know, you can see it looks just like a like a Falcon, whatever, from the sky. And, and now I'm drinking it. I'm drinking it and they're paying me for it. Or they're not, actually, but they could. You guys could be. With Patreon, right? Right, Pat?
2: Right, Jeremy. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash...
0: The Creativity Uh-oh. Podcast.
2: The Creativity Podcast.
0: Then you can, you can sign you up to can... be a patron.
2: But there's a few expenses to run in this. Like We signed up for this uh, riverside.fm to record our videos for us, and it's been fantastic. That's you guys true. don't know how nervous I am every time we were using OBS with the Google Hangouts or Meet or whatever it was. 'Cause you could get an hour into a podcast to realize something went wrong and it didn't record right. I'm so glad somebody yeah. else is handling that for us.
0: So it's good to have Patreons to support us. And, you know, beyond that, it's just nice to know that people really value the podcast. We think that's really, really cool. So let's go ahead and give a shout out to our top five Patreons. We've got W R 4 P T R. He's actually a, a new new Patreon. That's awesome. Oh, that
2: is awesome. That's I know I know who that is. That's Raptor. Oh, is okay. that, that's Raptor creatively.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I guess he gets a uh, extra special shout out today. Christina Kearney, Stuart Morrow, Positive Waves, and Stephen Booker. Again, all these guys, all these people have supported us for so long and, and even new supporters. We just, just think that's awesome and it just, just means a lot. Should we go, go ahead and get back to the show, I guess? I Time think we my... should get
2: back to the show, Jeremy. Um, usually usually
0: we act like we're drinking coffee and then you know, whatever. Mmm, yum. That's yummy coffee. Thanks. Uh, well, that thanks is so much. That is delicious
2: coffee that you made, Tommy. You're welcome. I, it You're
0: was welcome. nice of you to fly it in all the way from Dallas or Plano. I mean,
1: we used a trebuchet to to transport this from here. We just <laughs> oh. figured out the of efficiency level. We did. And um, I talked to Elon Musk. He and I we had a deal. Uh, SpaceX. It's actually going to be a new Space T for
2: trebuchet. What well, um, It's going to be great.
0: No, that, that's absolutely right, because you, you notice you notice the similarity of this to the uh, the rockets.
2: The, the, that's the, some kind of space capsule. Yeah,
0: basically, this it, it's, it's, it's went suborbital, came back down, landed in my backyard vertically, and here it is. I'm just drinking it now. It's still uh, actually cold, because it's cold coffee. It's just so well-insulated. So thank you, Elon. That's impressive. Thank you, yeah. Tommy. You're going to have to name, re- name your, your name to, like, Rodney Rocket or something, if, you know... <laughs>
2: I have to tell you, Tommy, the, fir- the first year that we did, that, that I participated in SlingFest, I participated in the last, well, I was there for the last two, the, the two last years. We used to brew beer in Richard's garage at the, it was a Makerspace event that we did once a month, and he was building that Kraken, the trebuchet with the squid you were talking about. And he sized that trebuchet so that the base would just barely fit under his garage door. And I thought this machine was huge. You know, you stick the arm on it that's another 8 feet, 10 feet long or whatever it is. And it's it's huge. And we watched it grow every month. It got bigger. And then I went out to Slingfest. And I pulled into the parking lot on that chilly, foggy morning. And Mm. I see the trebuchets on the other side of the field that are... They're not... 10 feet high they're 30 or 40 feet high without the arm just the you know that just eight the frame. frame and the different i had no idea these machines were going to be that but i was just in awe tommy it was amazing
1: it was pretty fascinating to see that because yeah we i also when i was started wanted it to build it in the garage um but i've seen some of those other large ones so i knew that we want to build one that was collapsible and um even then taking mine that was collapsible and we could make a a 16 foot tall one uh you get out there and you see some of the the big boys that are out there competing and they're climbing up on top of their trebuchet because it's just that big uh and they have to they'll spend all day assembling it because it's again that much Um, we were just kind of messing around and then we got to see a little bit of not even the big leagues but some of the other really, really impressive designs out there because we're all working with wood and, gosh, again, some of those working with metal. Uh, there's the Vanita Pumpkin Chunkin, uh, the Route 66 one that happens at Venita, Oklahoma, and that one, I, I think that I, uh, I clench my butt every time that thing fires because it's just so much force, and being even like 30 feet away from that, you, you clench And um, yeah, they've got guys in harnesses climbing up it with safety safety ladders and everything. It's
2: it's do I have to build something that big to have fun? Can I do this on a smaller scale and still?
1: So one of my friends actually different fruit
2: besides pumpkins.
1: Yeah, one of my friends totally came up with the idea of having a marshmallow. One, like, and it was basically using not toothpicks, but uh, popsicle sticks. And you can make a trebuchet out of popsicle sticks, just a bit of glue, and then do that and toss a marshmallow. And it was a way for kids to get to see this, which we thought was great because, hey, look, we want to get the kids involved. You know, building, not any, any of the other unsafe activities.
2: That was one of my favorite spots at the the last year of sling fest Mm. that small trebuchet they had set up for the kids to fire with the little oh gosh the kids love that yeah they had so much and they were emulating the adults because every adult was like doing a count like three two one fire or something all the kids Mm. were emulating that that nobody told them to do it they just they just did the countdown they were all serious about it it was fantastic
1: I remember one of Carl, um, again, he had his family involved in it, and it was kind of cool because he had his kids as part of his team. So he hooked up one of those TNT, like cartoon TNT things that you, you push down on, and that was the actual release mechanism. So he got his kids, he set it all up, his, his kids would go, five, four, three, two, one, and then it would toss And Again, yeah, you don't need to build a big one to have fun with it you can there's all sorts of sizes and designs oh my gosh the number of designs um there's the again the traditional hinged counterweight that which is what we see in lots of the movies but there's merlin m-u-r-l-i-n uh created by uh robert vance uh, who is a, a physics teacher a physics high school teacher and he created a few different other vance designs vance that are more refrigeration maybe no. refrigeration so refrigeration and Can't catapults again guy. Could be a little bit of a stick all your counterweight uh, into that and use that as a – stick all your cement into that as use of counterweight.
2: I enjoyed the Merlin catapults because they looked to be about, you know, five or six feet high, and they were hucking oranges or something hundreds of feet. Yeah. And, it, we and just the way the they fire that that kind hundreds. of snap they have at the end was really neat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Merlin, again, it just did this – the, the ballistic started off on top of the arm, and the Merlin arm would rotate around, and so you get this nice spiral. And it had, uh, it yeah. you it get like a spin and
2: a half out of it or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? The...
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's pretty cool. Fascinating. Absolutely that's cool. fascinating. So, I, I think I saw a clip. I mean, this, uh, the Sling fest was actually on the news and stuff. They interviewed you, and and uh, pretty, pretty big deal, I guess. So, we can, I guess, if somebody wanted to see actually, like, like that in action, they could probably look that up somewhere. Is, is that is that right, Tommy?
1: Absolutely. We're on YouTube. Um, funny enough, not part of Slingfest, but this was also part of uh, Dude Perfect, the, the the guys that would go out and do all the crazy shots. They, because of Slingfest, approached me and said, "Hey, can we do like a basketball goal? Do You think you can get a actually make into a basketball goal?" And we tried <laughs> it, and we didn't. But what they did is they then detached the basketball goal, and two of them were holding it, and they did like a good, I think, three hundred foot shot of, of like, holding on to a basketball goal. One one team, firing it; the other team holding on it, and they actually made it uh, a few times. And it was wow! It was a lot of fun.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: And you were throwing actual basketballs. Throwing actual basketballs.
0: So, so what would we? You know, uh, if it hits a person, what would somebody search? Is dude perfect sling fast? I guess or.
1: Uh, Dude Perfect trebuchets. Uh, oh, okay. sorry. Dude Perfect catapult is what it was. Catapult, uh, and I think it's their season two, episode six or seven.
0: Okay, and then we'll uh, see. We'll see Apple you TV. working with them, mm-hmm. doing yada yada yada. Oh, so this is actually I, like, like uh, Apple TV. So this a is actually like a, a TV show, I guess.
1: This was actually Nickelodeon. Oh, Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon. Very had cool. A, had the Dude Perfect TV series uh, for a bit. Funny, I think they started off in country music television, which was a little bit odd. And then they went to Nickelodeon. I, I was hmm. trying to understand that as well, but I think it's the same way that MTV stopped doing TV shows. So CMT stopped doing... Yeah. Uh, or MTV stopped doing music. Well, like, CMT like, started doing...
0: I, ca- I could see the whole like pumpkin chunking being on on CMT, but not necessarily Dude Perfect. That seems like a bit of a stretch.
1: I, it, it was a bit of a stretch, but who, they got who to Nickelodeon to and they they had a, a good budget and had we had a lot of fun um we even put uh you can see, actually yeah in that show in that episode you can see the merlin uh in in action nice well, I, will, sounds... I will
2: for sure link the sling fest clip from youtube mm-hmm. down in the description i will try to find where dude perfect streams to also include that but yeah, I'm not promising you, anything. If you I don't, don't really have an Apple
0: device, it. I guess you're, I guess you're out of luck. Maybe, that might be maybe. why I couldn't find it. I don't know. <laughs> but if you do, it it'll be it'll be glorious. So you can just Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, wearing if...
2: a kilt in there too.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're wearing one now. I don't even. I don't even know. You got your your uh, sword.
2: You've got your medieval siege gentleman shirt. Yeah.
0: On
1: yes. There. Um, Kingdom of Loathing. It's like okay. swords and drinking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. These go great together.
0: Well, well, Tommy, when you're not uh, when you're not doing Kingdom of Loathing or or uh, playing with catapults, what what do you, what do you do for a living? Are you are you a full time catapult catapult man? Is that, is that the profession called? Or? <laughs> that would
1: be awesome. That sounds yeah, like a, a good like country song of a full time catapulter. No, yeah. no, I, I work for Microsoft. Uh, oh. I am okay. I work in the cloud. So I'm a cloud solution architect. So this is great to go in with my. Hey, I want to toss things and have them go into the sky, but then at some point, gravity takes in.
0: Sure. So but- being, so being a, a cloud man, if are you do you like, you know, is, is your rival the edge man? Is that kind of the? Is that kind of the?
1: Oh, cloud man and edge man. Cloud- the two yes. are converging now. Oh. The two are converging. Yeah, I know. It's uh, okay. the cloud is now creeping out into the edge uh, and that's a lot of the things you'll see in the left and gosh we can have a whole session based like, on that but yeah is TV.
0: that the, the fog the fog man now maybe is that Ooh. you're a, i'm a fog man
1: i'm a fog man um all right maybe it, maybe probably taking probably probably, mi- taking, uh, that, probably taking that taking joke over, too
0: far yes. <laughs> as, as i tend to do
1: <laughs> store my life man Stored my life <laughs>
0: yeah so anyway you work you work in the cloud what does that entail
1: that entails one of two things. Either being in, being at home, working on this, helping people understand uh, containers, and then o- also going out to either customer sites and saying, hey, look, containers. Or, well, like, write on a whiteboard a lot and draw boxes and draw lines to other boxes. And that's actually, yeah, it's pretty much my job, is I draw boxes and lines to other boxes and say okay. the word containers a lot.
0: Well, you know, these containers. days, containers is quite the... Uh quite the big thing it's what it, it was it it's the gift that keep, keeps on giving i think right
1: it, yes yes docker's really run off uh with containers and then the world's run off with it yeah well i was
0: making probably another poor joke about um the suez canal
1: oh, but, no <laughs> oh I, I forgot about the suez canal uh, yes it. yes Jeremy. me and my topical reference
0: Right. I, I, I feel like, that. I was like, well, I don't think anybody like, got hurt in that. So I guess it's cool that, you know, it's not too early, right? Not too soon if, if everybody's... Just, I don't
2: know. The map showing all the boats waiting to get into the canal yeah. piling up behind each other is fascinating.
0: I'm, I'm sure they're pretty bored. Anyway, I, um, I've gone off subject yet again. So sorry about that, Pat. I'll, That's uh, all right, Jeremy. I'll try, I will try to
1: yell at you. I, I'm used to it. This is great. <laughs> This yeah. Is how li- this is how my brain works, anyway.
0: So, well, we we also have on our notes that says, um, you know, at this point the show will probably devolve to the point where people are just trying to drive or work out or, or whatever else, and they're you know they can't they can't hit the button to fast forward or change stuff, and they can't change
2: you. the channel. They're stuck with us. Now. I
0: mean, maybe they can, and if you're still if you have the option or still listening, then we very much appreciate it. <laughs>
2: but, Hello,
1: person.
0: Yeah. Hi, mom. Can I say
1: that? Yeah. Hi, mom. Yeah, well, hi, hi to my mom
0: too. She's she's a fan actually. Hi Tommy's so, mom. Yeah, At, hi Tommy's mom. It's it's great that you're you're
2: listening. What what else do you do, Tommy?
1: Yeah, um, so I am also the vice president for the Lab. which is a makerspace in Richardson, Texas, and the lab started around the same time that we we're doing Pumpkin Chunkin', and there's been a lot of uh, collaboration between the two, and we just recently moved from Plano and our about 1,500 square foot location to Richardson, where we've now got uh, the city of Richardson. is We're actually part of their strategic vision. So we've now got a 3,000 square foot area and uh, gosh, a CNC machine just came in. Uh, we've also just got a dye sublimation printer. Thank you, Microsoft, for the sponsoring those. And um, that's a lot of my time is helping uh, even though the pandemic was happening, people wanted to be connected to something because, you know, gosh, stupid virus. We all got there and we all had to like stay at home, didn't go out, and we we're losing that connection with other things and building and making. So even during the pandemic, we were starting to see people joining, in safety protocols and everything, but it's because they wanted to be connected to something other than themselves. They wanted to be part of some sort of stimulation of making and. Even through the pandemic, we found a new place, doubled our size, increased our membership, and wow. um, are now even have more members than we did pre-pandemic.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And that's what the lab.ms, that's your website, is that, is that correct?
1: It is the website. Is the name of the, the corporation, um, .ms for .makerspace, and I think it's Malaysia, or I forget what the top level domain is.
2: I always it's- say it's Micronesia, but that's not true. Micronesia.
0: Oh yeah, yeah like like if like something's .tv. It's what tu- Tuvalu, I think. Is that is that right?
1: No, it's television. It's the, exactly. It's oh, television. you're right.
0: It's television. <laughs> 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 hey, hey. So, Tommy, I saw something on Twitter too. It was something about something related to Microsoft. I didn't quite get the connection, but it was a this crazy paperclip thing. Can you, you got that to show off for us?
1: I sure do. I sure do. Um, so, I working at Microsoft, they had a thing of, hey, come in here and try to show off working with the cloud, and we'll have like a hackathon working with the cloud, and I was like, well, you know what, I've seen the Big Mouth Billy Bass, and I've seen right. how someone connected Alexa to the Big Mouth Billy Bass, and I was like, that's pretty clever. I need to do the Microsoft equivalent. What would be the Microsoft equivalent of Big Mouth Billy Bass? And well, sure enough, it's Clippy. Uh, oh, nice. I, Clippy is a little bit dis, uh, disassembled right now and uh, but Clippy is right here and I was able to use, make a Lego robotic version of Clippy that whenever you could speak to it and I was using the cloud to do both speech to text, text to speech, and natural language processing so I could talk to him and ask it, hey, what do you think of Keanu Reeves?" And Clippy would go to the cloud and say, I think Keanu is awesome. Uh, or whatever else, and you know, being able to then uh, sure. move the arm every time that there's a sound coming out it ended up being a really complicated project, using because of multiple multiple disciplines, the puppetry, the the technology of like the cloud, the speech to text, the natural language processing, the animatronics of uh, a Raspberry Pi, Lego, all that. It was fascinating, and I put that on Twitter and gosh, you got to 300,000 views.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Nice. And you, yeah, I guess, uh, since you work for Microsoft, did you get paid for this too?
1: In a sense that I was doing it while I was under salary, but I have not gotten any commission or anything. In fact, it, this might be better for me to be a little bit on the DL about this, because if Microsoft legal finds out about this, I don't know how they would accept it. So right now it's just kind of under the whole, Hey, it's, yeah. Tommy's doing this fun thing. Um, and there's a lot of Clippy enthusiasts. Really? Because well. I, I
0: guess for those yes. for those that maybe use Mac OS or you know whatever else, Clippy is Clippy still? Clippy's like a thing that you ask at different questions, like how do I how do I open the Start menu or something, right, or something? I guess you've hey, already opened the Start menu. It looks
2: like you're menu. trying to write a resume.
0: Yeah, it mm-hmm. gives you little hints, right? So is Clippy still a thing on Microsoft computers, or is it was it phased out at some point?
1: If I remember correctly, it was like word ninety seven or word ninety seven or word two thousand that they introduced it, and it became really aware or not not aware but like became popular. People became aware. Well known, well known. Yes, became very well known, and then caused a lot of ire. And well, there's someone who's actually written a research paper on one the uh, the memes of Clippy as well as why Clippy had all this violent, sometimes violent, um, well, not actual violence, but, you know, very people emotionally charged to Clippy. And it's because of the type of intelligence it was showing, and that it showed an intelligence of what you were doing right here and now, but not an awareness of the greater picture of like, hey, you've already asked me that, stop asking. And it's, again, it brought a, a very fascinating approach to why clippy was so uh, Hmm. again charged so there was that and then at some point they decided we're going to remove clippy from this because it's causing a lot of problems but right before they did that (laughs) microsoft did this video and i kid you not look it up uh and it has gilbert Gottfried as the voice of clippy
0: really Uh, yes and
1: clippy has a family and uh, oh. let's just say there's a little bit of drama that happens because, well, Clippy isn't able to support his family anymore because he is no longer part of Microsoft Word. Oh, no. I know. It's like, oh. you almost feel sorry. But yeah, no, it's like
0: a little darker than I was expecting for, for
1: Clippy. Yeah, it really was. Um, it was kind of surprising. But there has been a resurgence um, inside Microsoft and outside of Clippy. And there's a number of us that are really, really wanting it to uh, find a place again. And there's also, Microsoft needs to be mindful of its brand of, uh, gosh, it, of this, again, emotionally charged uh, icon. So yeah. it's been a little bit of a legal, hey, look, what can we do, can't, what can't we do? And I think this probably falls under um, maybe a parody. Maybe I'm the Weird owl of Clippy.
0: Maybe. Well, you know I what I was thinking is like at the end of that commercial, like it could have a second, second part. You know, he's out of work, and then, then he gets. If you want to go a little darker with it, even you could, you could, he bends himself into a, um, like a skeleton key oh for for handcuff, handcuffs, and then you know, and then you could take that even like, you know, ten more levels if you want, It's like a like a true crime drama or something. Clipping its
2: job about, as a lockpick.
0: Yeah, as a lockpick and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I yeah. Since you work for really Microsoft, for you don't have to comment on that. I obviously Pat and I, I, I or just me really. Pat, I, I won't even drag, drag Pat into this. Just me. Just wow, I came up smiling. with that.
1: I, 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 dear Scott, I love my job. What's that? As my manager. <laughs> no, I was just saying, dear Scott, my manager. I love my job.
0: Hopefully, the right people are listening, not the not the wrong people. Depending on the context. <laughs> yeah, but or what? You can go to that. Um, I'm advertising. Well, that's a that's a good like little segue, Product I guess.
2: Placement.
0: What, where, Tommy? If somebody wanted to find you, where where could where could they find you? Or is there anything we haven't touched on that we we should? I mean, I see I see, um, a, I see a little sign behind you that says has our logo on it, which is awesome. Yes, what, what's yes up with that. I, I
1: made that. So this Adafruit has a number of different boxes that they put out, the Ada box, and this one was a really well designed. Uh, it has a 32 by 64 LED RGB grid, and they had the plans for how to put it all together and then make your own signs and then put bitmaps onto it. And so I converted your logo to a bitmap, uh, did that with some scrolling text and huzzah. It's been fun to kind of have that in the background for other, you know, again, talking to other customers at Microsoft and have their logo in the background. It kind of feels special.
0: Right. And then it on looks fantastic. Your- on your right side, yeah. you've got it looks like a, a some sort of a star destroyer. Maybe it's a Yes. Was it Excelsior? Maybe it's one of the big is the star I forget all the it, different it classes, but okay, so how many how many Lego pieces is that?
1: Oh, good question. I think a better question is how many are in the room total because I do have the Imperial the Imperial star destroyer, the the, the, the gosh, I forget the name of it, but the grand one, the super star destroyer, the oh. Executor. Yes. Right there, and I've got the Millennium Falcon, and I've got all of the um, UCS Lego uh, Ultimate Collector Series. Or UC, okay. Uh, so, so what, LEGO so Series what I and... see
0: is just just a normal Star Destroyer, just a yes, One of the mill It's a yeah, you know, I, I guess by the by the last movie that I saw, I just you know, Star Destroyer that seemed like you know so you know pretty. Pretty bad, bad machines, and then by the by the end iconic, of it, it's like yeah. you know, there's like a thousand of these in the in the you know whatever. It's just another star destroyer. It's it's getting ridiculous, but I guess I guess you got to sh- jump the shark at some point in your in your series. I guess, and yeah, you yeah, had another controversial exp-
2: <laughs>
0: possibly statement from me. I guess.
2: Let us know why Jeremy is wrong in the comments below. Yeah,
0: let, let me know why I'm wrong uh, and. <laughs> You know, maybe hopefully Pat won't fire me, but, um,
1: but yeah, Tommy, yeah, as no we were firing. saying, remember,
2: remember, no firings happening in this, no podcast. firing
0: of any of us, but I mean, I, I don't think Jeremy Cook Consulting's going to fire me. We're talking soon. to you,
2: Scott. Yeah. Don't, don't, to
0: don't, don't, don't fire Tommy. Don't look, fire look, it, look, Steve, Steve Ballmer, look, Steve, Steve Ballmer. Still, Steve Ballmer. If you're still the CEO there, don't, you know, be uh, nice to Tommy. <laughs> Or or Steve, not?
1: Steve is long gone. Developers, or, developers, developers, developers. He's moved on.
0: Let's listen here.
1: If, which is funny enough, he owns the Clippers. Well, like, well Steve listen, Ballmer listen. Bought, the, bought the basketball team, the Clippers, which is can <laughs> oh, that's
0: change great. Changed the
2: name to the Clippy. <laughs> he should. Yeah.
0: Well, let's listen, Tommy. And in all seriousness, note: if you get in trouble with Microsoft, I'll I'll just talk to Michael Tim Tim Cook, and you know, oh. I'm sure you can get a oh. job with Apple. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. You're, are so, you
2: related to Tim Apple?
0: Not whatsoever, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but he might listen to the Creativity Podcast. So if you do, you know, we expect you to become Patreon pretty soon. Hopefully, maybe the ten thousand dollar level, if if you, level. if you if you if uh, you enjoy it. What are your
1: levels? Do you have like a Trebuchet well, level? Maybe I can support that.
0: We, sh- we should have a Trebuchet level. I think it's. Uh, I think one dollar a month is the plastic level. Two dollars is aluminum. Ten dollars is uh, a shack steel level. I believe it's like five thousand dollars a month, and then I think ten thousand is the probably a bad return investment level. Um, <laughs>
1: you
2: but you know, it might be might be great for you.
1: That
0: one. <laughs> you know, you sponsor us, you get you know a new job with I don't know, pays you millions of dollars a year, and you know, make that connection, and it's it's a great investment, possibly.
2: Yeah, and maybe you'll let me borrow your private jet so I can lend it to Jeremy.
0: Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, Pat, I know you're working on um, Uber lights. so when that when that takes over, takes off, you know,
2: you guys sure. can both borrow my private jet. Awesome. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, you're welcome. Can well, you well, go it, from it your t- house to my house? Yes. So yeah. yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah. is after- Can it can it land, the land on the for that. can it land on the Trebuchet slash balloon field? Is it? Oh. Does it short takeoff?
2: If it has VTOL, maybe. The vertical. Yeah. Oh, uh, now I need a, a better jet. There. Oh, this is getting yeah. very expensive, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, you Sorry. need to get a.
0: You know, whenever they come out with the civilian version of the um, Osprey, got to get one of those. I'll tell you what though, if they ever do, the pilots to know how to fly that. You got some, got some bank right there, man.
2: Yeah, that's not easy.
0: I I'd assume so. I mean, I've never I've never flown any sort of. I, I have flown a plane one time for about 10 seconds. That was actually pretty ter- terrifying. <laughs> I,
2: I want to try flying a helicopter.
0: No, I don't want to try that.
2: I really want There's to There's helicopter lessons. Yeah, you but can I don't go want the do lessons. That I want more. to see how I do. I just want to be put... A simulator would be... You know, the the oh, simulator okay. machine would be fine. I don't need to do it in a real helicopter. But I want to see, with nobody explaining anything, I want to see how I make out.
0: Well, I guess. But uh, this is
2: going way off topic, and we haven't even found out where to find Tommy. Yeah, if he wants to, if makes he even s- wants to be found.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tommy. Where you do we find you? We've we've asked we've asked many times, but maybe you don't even want to be found. So uh, where where can we me find on this you?
1: This podcast. Um, <laughs> I've got a website, lastcoolnameleft.com that I rarely update. Um, I've got a Twitter, uh, last cool name because Twitter only accepts fifteen characters. If anyone from Twitter is listening, I would really, really appreciate it if you could change that to 16 characters. So I Tommy my, is one of the my few moniker. people
2: that would like to have a longer Twitter handle.
1: Yes. Hmm. yes.
2: Longer? I, yep.
1: Okay. Um, and where else am I? I think that's that's kind of like the good way to, to reach me. Reach me on this podcast. So find Pat. Pat knows how to
2: find me. Yeah, I'll get you in touch with Tommy. I know where he lives.
0: Okay, all right. Well, that being said, where can we find you, Pat? What's what's up with you?
2: Uh, you can find me at my website, which is uh, patshead.com. Okay. My head. Your like head. Possessive Pat, possessive head, my head. I have a lot of trouble reading that email address to people. You know, yeah. in person. They get very confused. It's and the, you can find me the, on, on the head
0: at Pat heads. The head. Speaking of that, have you, have, you watched, have you watched the rest of The Head yet?
2: I haven't. I need to. I need. To, I'm gonna sit down and watch that this before the next episode of this it's, podcast.
0: Yeah, you should. It's uh, you know, I, I, you know, seven eight out of ten, pretty decent. Not a, you know, that's good not enough a, for me. Good, good enough, good enough for uh, for you or or me, I guess. Are
2: you are you watching anything good, Tommy? That we should ch- tune into on TV? We. I put you on um, the spot. I didn't mean to do that.
1: Yeah, there was a show that we watched last night on HBO, and I forgot what it was, but it was basically someone. Talks to us, uh, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> was it the creativity the podcast? Bed. No, no, it was not the creativity podcast. We did watch the Zack Snyder cut, and we have thoughts. I'm not too sure if they're well well connected thoughts yet. We have thoughts. Hmm. I think I liked it.
2: As so, I, I thought about watch, I watched the the first one, the first cut, and I thought about watching that new cut. And then I saw it was four hours, and I said, "I don't think I have four hours to sit here right now."
1: Think of it as a mini series instead. It was a lot yeah. more manageable if, because it's actually oh. broken up into parts. And if you just like, oh, there's right, good hey, stopping look, points. One. Yeah, there, there's a, a complete stopping point, and they're like part two, and go to that. And so you can totally stop it there and go on to the next part or not. Um, it's in that in that aspect, it was really it was well designed.
0: So, is, is it a watch or a don't watch? What do you think?
1: Um, watch with your... With someone that you can, like, poke fun of of it with. Because it got... Like, the second half I thought was better than the first half. Because the first half, like, oh, not too sure about this. But, hey, let's, let's kind of poke fun at it and make it through. And by the end, we're like, okay, yeah, I, I liked it. So, I would So, this should watch... be a mystery
2: science theater, maybe.
1: Okay. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. I, the, the mystery science theater cut of the Zack Snyder cut of that. Yes.
0: You know, you know, Make I, it happen. I feel like at some point, like, like I loved, I loved Watchmen cause it was a really long one, but it was really mm-hmm. good. But I just feel like at some point, you know, after, you know, 40, 50 superhero movies, I just, I just got to the point like, no, we don't need, uh, what is it like, uh, Bird, Birdman, and the and the fast guy. You know, it's like all these like second, <laughs> second, third tier characters. I'm like, I don't need to watch this. And um, yeah, you know, my wife and I, we try to sit down and watch uh, the first Wonder Woman. and At some point, it's just like, wow, this is kind of this is kind of like a cheesy version of um of 300 or something. It's
2: like what? too many origin stories.
0: Yeah, it's like exactly. you exactly. You see one, it's like, okay, I get it. You had a hard life growing up, and then you had this. Power bestowed upon you, or maybe you met whatever, yada yada yada, and you know you've taken us through this for two hours, but really it's just you've taken us through this, and things are really going to happen more in the second and third two hours. That I, you know, I just don't feel like, yeah. Anyway, again, another possibly controversial opinion for our our audience today. So,
2: so tell Jeremy why he's wrong in the comments. So
0: so tell me why I'm wrong. You know, so. And I guess that being said, you can, you can find me at, uh, at my website, it's JeremySCook.com. I, don't, I, I try to update it sometimes, and if you don't like what I said, you can send it to complaints at JeremySCook.com. We're not even sure if that's an active email address, but either way, it's, that's, what, that's where you send your complaints. If you've got nice things to say, it's hi at JeremySCook.com. I think
1: register, tell him Jeremy why he's wrong.com. And just have it linked to like a YouTube video if you just like go ahead say something in wrong in the comments. Yeah, maybe,
0: sure. maybe, but I don't, I don't know if I feel like spending what, sixteen dollars a year or dollars. whatever. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you can you can find me there. I've also got a YouTube page. I just look up Jeremy Cook, or I've got a new one. It's called Laser Cook. So you know that's basically I wanted to break out some of my like more laser centric videos, laser focused videos, as you might say. Onto a separate page so people would watch it and not be like, "Why isn't he making something with PCBs or robots or whatever, whatever?" Just something kind of, you know, so I could put out some short videos that are more, as as I said, a bit more laser focused. So, you know, yeah. If Jeremy
2: it's, bought one of your lasers, Tommy.
0: Yeah, same 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 the kind. Big I guess. red,
2: you know, the big red metal box.
0: And Ooh. and, and you know, you if, you if you subscribe to my channel there now. You literally increase my subscribership by like ten percent, as of this, as of this uh, you recording. You can make
2: such a huge difference today. You can by you subscribing can make it you can make a difference,
0: quick. and you can also increase the Creativity Podcasts membership by roughly slightly more than one percent as of this recording. So so that's pretty. That cool rounds, too. Up rounds up to two. Rounds up to not, two. Do
2: two percent. Rounds up to two. not true, but it's we're saying it anyway.
0: Yeah, we're saying we're saying it. Pat yeah, Matt. I guess we have said all we need to today. Or <laughs> that's a terrible way to cut it off. What, what, we got anything uh, else? Um,
1: yeah, you know what we're done here. Yeah. I guess it's, we've done. You, you, good? you good? We've
0: yeah. done. We've done. We've done all the damage we're going to do in one day. I think.
1: So, I think so. Oh, no, we, we can thank do lots you. more damage. We're talking about trebuchets.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much, Tommy. Thanks. Thanks, Pat, and thank. Thank you to thank me you. too. I'll say so.
2: Thank you, thanks, Jeremy. Nobody thank you. ever thanks. I really appreciate why this. This bad. has been fun.
1: One thing I forgot to mention is that we were talking about the cone of danger. Hey, bring this back. We had the cone of danger before. Uh, you were talking about, um, you were used to the cone of danger in front of you, but behind right. you. Um, and we're also talking about vertical. One of the incidents I had was building our brand new trebuchet, and it kept going backwards, kept going backwards. And it's like, finally, I think I've got it doubt in. We went forward for just a little bit, and we're going to add more weight. And it went backwards, and went backwards into the cone of danger. The thing is, I thought it was smart because we had these trees behind us. And I thought it was smart because, hey, look, if the ballista goes backwards, it's just going to hit the trees. No. It went over 40 feet of trees, landed on one of my neighbor's cars. I had not met this neighbor yet. So my first introduction to them was going up like you know tail between my legs knocking on their door trying to tell them that i just broke their side view mirror and that it's like you know here's your side view mirror i brought it to you because oops um and then my second introduction to them was realizing they don't speak english Um, Um, they were a new family from thailand who came in and um, their 11-year-old daughter was the one who had to translate all of this going on. So, yes, um, the cone oh, of danger man. is real in front and behind you. Uh, it's, it's all good. We end up like, you know, like our, our daughters became friends. Okay. But it was still That's just good. a really weird way to get introduced to your neighbor. Um, yeah, as sure. As well as safety is a paramount concern when dealing with these sorts of machines. Yeah. I'm so
2: glad you only hit the side view mirror. I was expecting, <laughs> like, you hit the roof and it broke all the windows and the frame away. got twisted yeah. and it was just, like, a million-dollar repair because it's everything got damaged, but you did good. Yeah.
1: Inches huh? on either side, this could Get have you. gone catastrophically bad for our team. And that's... our budget would have been into fixing someone else's car as opposed to the trebuchet itself.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's a... Good place to end, I think. Definitely uh <laughs> did a little more damage with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah.